says uh marissa winkowski hasn't been seen in days and i'm like that's ominous really i mean i guess it see but like even in that sense i've been signed into skype for for i don't i tend to not sign out of skype because why wouldn't i but uh but like i I tend to leave Skype open and also like I used it I think like last Tuesday Tuesday I think I used it or Monday something like that. Mm-hmm. For, no, like, it said you hadn't been seen in days and that you were offline. That's weird. I I figured that must not be right. So yeah. So maybe Skype is having some issues. I don't know. You know what? Skype's having some issues. I'm having some issues. I've, my uh, Mac's having some issues. I've been having issues with my phone where, like, I'm having trouble hitting the space bar if I'm typing. And I'm just oh, kind of no. like, I guess my friends you are just going to get we- I know. that's Like, if anything else wasn't working, I'd be totally fine. But it's that. I did before I got my keyboard fixed. My my laptop, the the at symbol, the the number two and the at symbol didn't work. So I had to have a tab open where I would copy and paste the at symbol and the number two. And I, I had like several passwords that required the two, and you know, the, you need the at. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I just was listening to a podcast where they said that that had happened, where they would like have to copy and paste like the letter w and keep it on tab and like when you'd when they'd send emails like the w would be huge like an old time novel that's crazy yeah are you smoking how did i live like that no i'm lighting a candle (laughs) i can't see anything i'm like now it's a podcast It's the Joe Rogan podcast here. Welcome to the Burger Day podcast. This, this week we're the Joe this Rogan. This whole time podcast. my laptop's been leaned just right, so my giant bong can't be visible. <laughs> yeah, just because I just saw you lighting. I'm like, this is wild. <laughs> Today's the day, finally. I'm like, I understand frustration. out of my mind. I, I've drank doing this before, but <laughs> no, it's it's a candle and it's coffee scented. Oh, that's fun. I uh, yeah, oh, I do have candles, but I'm not gonna light one because I light too many candles. I'm gonna set my apartment on fire one of these days. <laughs> I'm just like exhausted, and I'm convinced I'm gonna fall asleep and burn my house down. Yeah, but uh, I, I one day I'll do that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's been a little bit. It has. Um, had a little spring break. Me too. <laughs> you went to Florida, right? I did, I, and you went to Vegas. Yes, I enjoyed your bird, uh, Snapchat or uh, Instagrams. 
Oh, I'm so glad because that I took pictures of like what I found the most interesting in Florida, and it was just birds. birds. <laughs> like, that birds, was and it. birds. There's not a lot. I'm sorry, Florida. Um, you're fun sometimes, but I don't like sun. I don't like the beach. Um, I like lizards. I saw a couple of those. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, if you don't like sun or the beach. Florida is really not the place to go. I was in Florida for five days. I watched seven movies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't like beach. Uh, so did you just not go to the beach and you're like, I'm going to sit in my hotel room and watch movies? Yeah, I went to the beach and I was like, this is pretty. Um, I got to go inside and put more sunscreen on. I still got burnt to hell. I got really burnt in Vegas. Yeah. That's, How was Vegas? It was it was cool. I didn't really sleep. Um, and I I hadn't really been drinking. I still I've gone back to not drinking, but I drank in mm-hmm. Vegas. So like I was generally okay while I was there, but then I just got very drunk for my flight home, which uh, oh, no. wasn't good. I've never been drunk on a plane. Is it a good time? I hear mixed reviews. I'm like a afraid to do it. I'm afraid I'll get sick. Uh, I did get sick. Um, okay. And also, um, I the, the good thing that came of it was I fell asleep and I slept for right. more or less the whole flight. So, I mean, in that sense, it was positive. When I woke up, I was even more panicked than I normally am when I wake up after a night of drinking. So, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So don't recommend, but kind of recommend? I don't know. I feel like it could be a fun time, but I'm afraid of uh, getting sick on a plane and not being able to leave. Yeah, I would say, um, I don't know, have a few drinks before the plane, but not enough to get drunk before the don't plane. get don't get shots before the plane. Yeah, you know, have have a beer, have a glass of wine, okay. have a shot, but don't. I'll have do that. Many. One shots. of these days, I'll do that. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't get like sick on planes normally, I so I'd like either. to continue that streak. I I used to get a lot of anxiety on planes, but now I'm like an old pro. Long distance relationship has uh, trained me. <laughs> That's great. That's um, the benefit of a long distance relationship exactly. is you get over fear of flying. I'm not afraid of planes anymore. Um, Good. Which was gonna be our, which was gonna be me and my girlfriend's biggest obstacle, and uh, now it's not. That's nice. So, yeah. <laughs> That's anyway. Um, some bands go on tour for vacation. They do. And um, uh, I don't know if that's what the band in the green room does, but... Did this take place in, like, Oregon? I think they, so, sure they, actually. They yeah. mention it. It's somewhere in the, the West Coast, the I Northwest. Got a, yeah, I got a Pacific Northwest vibe from it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, why? And they were, they were from because didn't they say they were like from DC? Oh, maybe. Because that's far. 
like what were they doing because they seem to not really be on like tour but they seem to also be a band that people might be familiar with well so I shouldn't have taken a sip then um (laughs) 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 sorry I'll use this opportunity to take a hit (laughs) so uh my, uh, I don't totally know how touring works 100% in, in yeah. kind of any way. I kind of understand how it works in comedy. But even that is a little confusing. Um, but I think that planning a huge tour like this when you're at that level, it's not unheard of, but it's still incredibly difficult. See what I don't understand. I don't know. I guess I don't know like what punk bands do, but like these guys seem to, if they, if I'm correct and they drove from DC to the West coast somewhere in Portland, maybe, I don't know. Um, and they, they like, fell asleep and like at the wheel and like woke up in the middle of nowhere and they were like this is fine and it's like they didn't have a distinct like we gotta be here and then here and then here it seemed like let's just like get in a car and like see who will let us play like that that's the vibe i got but i could be wrong so i i i am in a facebook group that's designed for like not necessarily punk bands, but any musicians for that are like DIY touring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see a lot of stuff where it's like, what's today? April. They'll be like, oh, April fourteenth, our venue in Iowa just dropped the show. If anyone has venues in or around Des Moines, you know. Okay. If you could help us out, that would be great. So I I don't think that that's totally unheard of in the sense that, like, you will kind of drive and, like, do random okay. shit. But I, the, the sense I get from this band is that they, they're not doing this to make money. Um, they're, yeah, they're doing this not. for the sake of seeing the country. And they're just kind of like, oh, we're going to drive and hope that we make enough money to eat and go to the next show. That makes sense. Yeah. When you put it like that, I get it. Because I I was kind of like, what are they doing? They seem to have no idea what they're doing, but they're also on tour. But I get it. And they might not. You know, I don't, again, I don't, you know, if if you told me, oh, you have to go on a DIY punk tour, I would probably kind of be like that. Because it was, but also, like, you're talking about a Facebook group. These guys are, like, very anti-social media. Yeah, so it's that literally I just, also like, thought was... let's drive into a town and just, like, ask people where to play. And that's how they ended up at a Nazi, uh, <laughs> a neo-Nazi yeah. uh, club, because they they, they didn't have, they, they did didn't it. know the area. <laughs> they didn't know the area. This is what was presented and... to them. Yeah, it was, like, a weird, I wouldn't... Uh, Again, I wouldn't be totally shocked if this was sort of how 
touring works a little bit where like someone might, you know, fuck you over a little bit in one venue and then you have to go to and then they're like, oh, well, I know this guy here and it's a mm-hmm. it's a shitty Nazi venue. But, you know, you're still getting to play. Maybe. So I I mean, I can't. I, I'm just trying to get in the headspace of being a punk band asked to play at a Nazi venue and saying, sure. I feel like they must have really been strapped for cash yeah. or, or something. Like, because they seem to not be comfortable there. They seem to not want to be there. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a sense that, like... I mean, uh, I, I've talked about this a little bit, uh, not necessarily, maybe a little bit with punk, but I know I've talked about it with metal and stuff. Punk is another one of those uh, genres that has a little bit of a Nazi problem. Um, yeah, and, that I know. <laughs> yeah, and it's not that it's like something you, you know, it, I haven't been to a show and run into a bunch of Nazis, but I. The similar sort of thing happens in comedy where you get random friend requests from people and then they're like, oh, hey. And then you see like stuff on their Facebook page and they're like, oh, liberals are ruining punk rock. And it's like, what? Yeah, um, it's. I think what it is is like what these each of these people, like, meaning the band versus uh, the people at this venue, what they think punk is. Yeah. And what, what at the end of the day, what punk is to them is, like, uh, some form of uh, rebellion. Right. And what they regard, what Nazis see themselves as rebellious and... Yeah. Which is like standing up for their truths, which is bad. Bad. It, it is what they <laughs> do to some extent, like, <laughs> but. <laughs> and it seems like, and I guess, I guess I understand the headspace of this band being like, how how fucking great would it be to like go to this this uh, venue and do Nazi punks fuck off at them? Yeah. And they're gonna pay us, like. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, I, like, with full awareness that people were going to throw things at them. Yeah, and there's there's an aspect of that that is very, very cool and very punk rock to be like, oh, we're going to go to it this is. place. And, you know, but there's also a sense that, you know, not, not that it's like uh, what I'm trying to think of the phrasing. They, they, if you're really strapped for cash, you play, uh, if I were in their shoes, I'd probably play the show and never talk about it again. I don't think I would unless I had a song under my belt called Nazi Punks Fuck Off. <laughs> Although I would maybe be too scared to do it. Well, that's, I might that's get what murdered. I'm thinking. Well, do you, that that is a very famous Dead Kennedy song. I you know yeah. I like if I knew if I was familiar with that song and could do it. Yeah. Like. I see. I 
I don't, I don't know if I would be gutsy enough to do that. I would be kind of like, okay, play it cool. I would just kind of go into like survival mode where I'd just be like, okay, play the show, get your money and get the fuck out of here, which, um, it's kind of just what this band didn't do and the reason the movie exists. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't even think I'd be okay with entering the building just by like looking at what's going on. Cause it's, it's like from the start, like kind of a creepy. Yeah. It's sketchy. Yeah. Um, like Nazis aside, like they're they're like they're in the swastikas woods and yeah. In the they're in the middle of nowhere and there are like swastika stickers like on the wall. I don't know. I even would be too... even if it wasn't like an obvious Nazi venue, just like the looks of the guys and like the general atmosphere of the place, I wouldn't want to be involved. Yeah, I do think it's kind of funny that um, the first song they played was Nazi punks fuck off. And you kind of think, like, oh, that's the end. Like, that's where they're going to get kicked out or something, or they're going to attack them. But then they played the next song, and the rest, and everyone else kind of was like, okay, okay, this is fine. Yeah. I can talk with this. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, maybe they saw it also as, like, oh, it's kind of punk to play that song at a venue (laughs) where they know we we will not like that song. I respect (laughs) that. Please continue. (laughs) Well, what I was, uh, it's, I don't, I don't really know any, excuse me, I don't know any self-identifying Nazis in real life. Um, uh, which is good, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I think it's good that I've generally avoided them. Um, yeah. You know, I guess I could find something out about someone at this point, but, like, I don't know. I, I Yeah, but someone who, like, identifies as a skinhead, yeah. like, they, they're kind of proud of it there's there's actually a movement i don't know if it still exists but it probably does to some extent i don't know if it's like apolitical skinheads or if it's like it has like some fancy word before it but it's like something skinheads and it's basically just people that like think skinheads look cool but, like, don't agree with the ideology of it, so they See, try to reclaim... Fine. fine, but yeah. do you really want to risk people thinking... Well, that's the downside. Like, I don't... Yeah, like, yeah. Are, like, are you really that into those, those bangs that, like, are a little too short or, and, like, the side things? Yeah, the... the... Um, are they that cool that you'll, you'll risk people thinking you're a white supremacist there's actually one of my favorite bands now uh is a band called spanish love songs and they just kind of do they just do sad boy pop punk but the lead singer has a lyric where he says i want to find a haircut that fits me that hasn't been co-opted by nazis and it's (laughs) such it's such like a funny good line and i'm like i kind of get that i'm like i know a lot of guys with that haircut that like don't (laughs) believe in anything (laughs) That's too bad. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't want to... I feel like once it's been co-opted by bad people, I don't... Yeah. I want to remove myself from yeah. it entirely. Because I don't want to be associated with it. Yeah. That's, I that's have a how... shirt. I have a t-shirt <laughs> that says, Make America Gay Again. But I can't wear it because 
I've had multiple people look at it and think it says the other thing. Yeah. And uh, they're like, oh. And I'm like, no, no, look, it says gay. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a Trump supporter. What is so, it? Uh, do you know, you know run, run the Jewels? No. Uh, great rap group. Uh, but the mm -hmm. one member, he would always wear like a red Yankee hat. And he was like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to wear the red hats anymore just because, you know, everyone, it, it's become associated with the Make America Great Again hats. Like, yeah, wearing a, wearing a T-shirt that says Make America Gay Again is fun it, until someone from far away. <laughs> I'm actually, ironically, I don't know if you could see it. I'm wearing my Bernie Sanders Make America yeah, Punk I Again. It. But it says Make America Punk Again. Uh, so. See, that's good, because it's like, first of all, it's not red, it's not a hat. Yeah. You can't really mistake it from something for something else yeah. from far away. Um, and that's Bernie hair, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, it's... It, it, it is a little bit more solid. But, yeah, there, there was the t phase that everyone was doing the parody Make America Great Again hats. Yeah. And it's... Um, yeah. It, it's too risky. I don't want. It would, I don't want to do it. No more red hats. It would have been fun if if he didn't win. Um, yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't. I don't know what I would have done in this band's shoes. Um. Either I, way, they made the wrong decision because yeah. most of them got murdered. Yeah. True. Um. Which again, I don't. That uh, like I, I don't know what your outlook was, but I ended up doing like a lot of research after this, just kind of into like neo Nazis now. Not uh, like a whole okay. lot, but I was like, how? Uh, not I. I was the thing that it made me curious was the red laces thing. Oh, uh, what was the red laces thing um, again? I remember at one point, um, the, what's his name? Sir I remember Pat that line. Sir Patrick Stewart, right? That's who. That Darcy, was. yeah. Darcy. He was like, oh, red laces stay. And like, they, they saw the red laces and they were like, oh, they're going to kill us. And I remember there's like the big scene where he gives the, the other guy the red laces. And I looked mm -hmm. that up because I was like, does that mean you've killed someone? Um, mm -hmm. And I don't totally, I still don't totally know what it means. I guess it means you've either given blood or spilled blood for, for the movement. Ew. Yeah. So is it like a, like a point of pride yeah. or like a warning? Like you, like, well, don't fuck with me. I think so. I think it is like a point of pride. It said like a lot of um, neo-Nazis will like just randomly attack like minorities just to earn their mm -hmm. laces. Gross. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucked. Um, I mean, no, I, I remember them mentioning red laces, but I didn't look yeah. it up. I probably should have because I was a little confused. Yeah, it it was it was all sort of there. There was a lot in this movie I didn't totally understand. I am. It did make me a little bit more curious if like. I'm positive. I don't know what the word would be like Nazi communes, I guess. Mm hmm. 
like this definitely 100% exist. Um, like, yeah, like this kind of thing, except yeah. like more secluded in the middle of nowhere and like. Where, where it's basically like, like an Elks Lodge, but for Nazis. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah, if you're uh, thinking th- places where you're probably going to get murdered, that's, yeah. that's one of them. Um, so I, I, I'm positive this, this sort of place exists, um, mm-hmm. but I'm left wondering, do they actually kill people? I probably, I mean, at least a couple of them. Yeah. I don't know. Must. Um, because what I'm thinking is like, I don't know if these guys strategized very well with like eliminating witnesses like they managed to do okay but yeah. like the these guys didn't seem very experienced in like yeah it wasn't a cleaning up a crime scene plan. and yeah yeah like um, right from the beginning of just didn't lock the door when you kill a person yeah yeah. Like, this, this doesn't seem like a very tight operation. <laughs> so, this, I guess, kind of gets more into the storytelling aspect of the movie. What exactly... So, did the guy kill the girl because he was like, oh, she's leaving? Yeah, okay. that was pretty... That's pretty much what I was getting, is that she intended to leave. Um, she and... and um, uh, the, Amber. The, yeah. Um, okay. And I think, I think he intended to kill Amber too. Right. There were a couple of random storytelling things that I didn't, that I don't yeah. think made the most sense. Like, um, like regarding Amber and, and the, yeah. The yeah. Killed. I mean, I think what's interesting about this movie is that character specifically, we don't really know anything about yeah. her. Like, not really. We know that she's somehow involved with these guys, yeah. but is, like, no mercy, like, killing them. Like, she has... They killed her friend, like, fuck you, goodbye. Right. She wanted to leave. Like, we don't really know what happened between point A and point B. Like, why she was there in the first right. place, why she was going to leave, Right. what and happened with her friend. Did she have a relationship with Darcy of some kind? I don't know. I, uh, you know, maybe. I, it, it, it kind of felt like maybe it was implied a little bit, but I couldn't. Not like a romantic relationship, but maybe that was like one of her relatives. Or something, or maybe it was a room. Oh, interesting. That's that's what I thought, but again, I don't totally know. They were pretty. They're pretty vague. Um, yeah. Also, to be fair, I got confused with the the Nazis' names a little bit. Yeah. Like everyone's running around with guns and like yelling names, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But I, but you know. And they all. I, they all look the same. They do. Yeah. <laughs> um, white guys with no hair. But <laughs> I I think this movie is mostly action and, like, vague snippets of dialogue that you can kind of 
piece some things together, but they never really give you the full story. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really know that much about these characters, any of them. Yeah. Like, including the band. Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, I... I yeah, I'd say we we know close to nothing about anyone. It's kind of cut up between, like, DC punk band that's probably liberal-leaning and then the, the ultra-conservative neo-Nazis that... And that's kind of it. There's the one guy that, like... I forget his name. Gabe, I think. I could be wrong. He's like, he's like the good Nazi. I don't want to say that, but like. Maybe, like I, it's, we don't get much in terms of like, I, I think their personalities come out a tiny bit, like when the action happens. Yeah. But we don't really know these people that well, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. Like I think, it's a good way to one keep the action moving um, by like just hint by putting in vague snippets of like here's what might be happening and here's who these people are, but like not really giving you the full thing. It kind of keeps your interest, um, and also it's it 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 keeps the story moving and you can kind of follow these characters as though you were there. Yeah, like it's kind of fast paced. Um, and you can kind of put yourselves in the shoes of people be because like it's this isn't a straight up horror movie, but right. it's kind it's, of a it's thriller in, in all in an enclosed space. Yeah, and it's I I th- I think when you said it's basically all action, I think that is the best description because there isn't you know it it does keep moving and there's very mm-hmm. few moments that you get to take a breath and you know there there are the interesting things where the guy tells the paintball story or uh or like the 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 desert island band stuff the desert island band stuff was i think that was a really fun like because they bring it up three times. Yeah. <laughs> the first, the first time, they're all like clearly giving ans- giving like quote unquote the correct answer. Yeah. Like the answer that they they know people would want to hear and would make them respect them. And then when they start getting scared in Act Two, they're like, "I changed my mind." Um, Prince. What, what else did they say? Um, um, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, CC was um, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Was that? I don't remember, but that came that up might at have one point. One that might have been the last one. I don't know. They, yeah, it might have been. So at second time, they're like, okay, fine. And then the last time, uh, they're it's like the final two are just sitting on the side of the road, and Pat. <laughs> Says, I thought of my Desert Island band. She's like, shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> well, at that and point, we don't hear what it is. Yeah, it's. It, I'd be honestly, I'd be curious to know what he determined after the night he had. It must have taken a lot of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so. 
I'm sure everyone does kind of think like this. We just don't talk about it as much. But you know how, like, when you're in intense circumstances sometimes or, like, you're in something you really need to focus on, sometimes, you know, your brain just does sort of, like, drift where you're like, oh, hey, you know, I have to, you know, make sure I don't crash this car. But also, like, I love Yu-Gi-Oh!, <laughs> I feel like I feel well, like he was probably like I gotta shoot these Nazis, but also like Creedence Clearwater Revival is my desert island band. I because it's also kind of like a good, um, especially if you your life is literally in danger. Thinking of that as a good like distraction. Yeah. You're like, um, I, I only get one bit. Because at that point, too, you're playing songs in your head. You might only have one more song left. Yeah. Also, an apocalyptic scenario, being on a desert island with only one bit. Yeah. Um, like, replacing one disaster with another. It's like a form of escapism. Yeah. Um, I'm trying... Um, which is why I really appreciated that they jumped from, like the correct pop punk uh, not pop punk band answers yeah. to Simon and Garfunkel. So like I just too. want to listen to make what makes me happy. Like I just want to be happy. Um Which ri- writer director said in October twenty eighteen, this might be where I read it, read it AMA, that there are two answers for Pat's pick of his Desert Island band, one being Credence Clearwater Revival. Okay. Um Uh, and the director's own is Black Sabbath. But okay. apparently only the other band besides CCR is between the director and actor. So okay. who really knows? But it's kind of fun. I I do think CCR is a good one. I think I wouldn't be shocked if CCR is like a lot of people's desert island bands. <laughs> It might be. It's yeah. it's not a it's not a terrible answer. It it's not. I don't think there is a terrible answer. Whatever makes you happy. I think there is a terrible answer. <laughs> I think there. What are many is the terrible. terrible answer? I I I actually do a joke about this on stage, um, where I kind of say your favorite band, your favorite band, which I guess isn't a desert island band, depending on how you look at it, either has to be like a respectable band or like a niche band. Like, it has to be, like, you have to love, like, the Beatles or the Insane Clown Posse. You can't have something, <laughs> like, you One know. One or the other. It, but, like, you know, no one's favorite band is, like, Journey. I think, I think my first, just my, like, gut answer. First, when I heard this question, I was like, oh, like, what's going to keep me going and, like, keep my spirits up? ABBA, but then two seconds later, I was like, no, I would kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) I I love ABBA, but it's not my Desert Island band. So what what was the other one that you came to? I don't don't have an answer to this. There is, I can't think of an answer. Because no matter what band I think of, I'm like, no, I would hate it. You're going to get sick of it. Yeah. I I guess one way to look at this, too, is, like, if you're doing it as a Desert Island band, if... Do you get the growth of the catalog? Like, let's say... <laughs> like, like let's say you put on a Desert Island right now, 
right? Uh-huh. And your choice is, I don't know, uh, Khalid. Um, okay. Do you just get the two albums that Khalid's put out? Or when Khalid makes a third album next year, do you get that too? Am I still on this island next year? Yeah, you're on it for the rest of your <laughs> life. You're going to live there. But no. but the question, I guess, is are they airdropping you new Khalid records? <laughs> Who's airdropping me new Khalid records and not helping me? Now I'm just picturing myself, like, like starving and exhausted <laughs> listening to Location, like, on repeat. <laughs> listening to Young, Dumb, and Broke. <laughs> You're like, this This is real. And um, I still live with my parents. <laughs> like, I like Khalid. I do. I like the first no. album and some of the stuff from the new one. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, so if depending on which way you look at it, because, I don't know, I the three that came to my head off the bat are Led Zeppelin, Green Day, and The Wonder Years. Okay. Um, I figure Led Zeppelin because they're one of my favorites. Uh, they're my dad. They're they're like my dad's favorite band too. So like that's a reason why I think a lot of people would be drawn to CCR, just because like it's a band that like parents would love and you could like have like a nostalgic sure. connection. Um, and Led Zeppelin has a pretty varied musical style. Like, you know, there are yeah. many different sounding songs. Uh, Green Day, similar in the sense that they're ever-changing and they experiment a lot. And also, there will probably be new Green Day records for to be airdropped to me at some point. Um, I would never think of it as, like... <laughs> What, like, am I gonna get their future stuff? I was assuming that I would. I was assuming that I, I mean, I'd be that's probably once I finished right. your discography that they've already made up until this point. See, see, you're looking at like Tom Cruise, not Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Cast Away. You know, no one knows yeah. you're on the desert island. I'm looking at it like I'm a like I'm a criminal that's been sent to a desert <laughs> like island. Like you've been sent there as punishment. <laughs> Okay. Why else? Why else would you be able to bring one band with you? I guess that's, your plane crash. That's so much. Instead of people who are on death row, they should be given one of two options. You either pick your last meal and then get executed, or you pick your desert island band and you get sent away <laughs> to the desert island. But then you get airdrops. Their their new stuff. Yeah, you just you just die slowly listening to the same four albums. Yeah, <laughs> why not? What would be worse, that or just getting killed after having like a nice lobster dinner? Uh, I don't know. Lethal injection apparently isn't all that bad, but uh... where'd you hear that from? <laughs> someone who's gotten a lethal injection? Yeah, you know my my buddy. He he. You know I I. I don't know. I, I I like to imagine that maybe it's it's humane. I don't know. I'll I'll report. That's got to be it why they do is. that instead of. It probably of... has to be kind of humane. Yeah. Well, I because hope. I mean, otherwise, why won't we just have the guillotines and the electric chairs anymore? We don't. Yeah. Um, that's that's too much. But yeah. So I don't know. I 
I like. Uh, well, if you get your last meal, you can request weird stuff. Someone requested like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like with. Oh, the... like oh, you can do that. You I can think do you like can. a. I don't know that for a fact. But, Maybe um, it depends on like how bad the crime you committed was. I don't think so. I... <laughs> Probably not. I, <laughs> I like the idea of like. Uh, like, yeah, you can get your last meal, but, like, you you killed children, so, like, we're not going to let you watch a movie. So you <laughs> can't get Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You could get The Hobbit. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't totally know. I think the one, I think that there's, like, a budget. I mm-hmm. don't totally know that. And I think that um, it can't be, like, drugs or alcohol. Like, I don't think you could, like, get, like, a pot brownie. Okay. Or, like, a bottle of vodka. Mm-hmm. But... I, oh, yeah, that makes sense, because I'm sure that's what everyone would ask for. Oh, yeah. I would... <laughs> well, one of the podcasts I listened to, they all discussed what their last meal would be, and they were like, the upside is it can be something that, like, makes you feel kind of bad. <laughs> Like, That's actually really smart. <laughs> well, they were... like, like you, your last meal is just like a bowl of spiders, and then you'll want to die. <laughs> oh, that that's terrible. Well, no, they were, they were like, you know how, like, if you eat, like, I don't know, like a big, like, a bucket of KFC, like, mm-hmm. your stomach's not gonna feel good. It doesn't matter. You're gonna die, and when you die, you shit yourself. So that's their problem. So that's that's. I can't believe I immediately jumped to a bucket of spiders. <laughs> that <was laughs> well, that's what I was there. I'm like that's that, like, a... food that was unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, like, what would be the worst thing so that you'll want to die after you eat it, and then dying will be so bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet you could ask for a bucket of spiders. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Um, I don't know. Oh, what the fuck? What? Can you hold on one second? Yes. Hello? What? I think you have the wrong number. That was weird. What was weird? I, I normally wouldn't do that for the record, but mm-hmm. um, my phone rang. I'm going to say the number because I don't know. It was 011-994-50261-2882. That's not like a nine-digit number. And it says yeah. Azerbaijan. How do you spell that? A-Z-E-R-B-A-I-J-A-N. No idea. And then the woman was speaking some language I didn't understand. It sounds like a number from another country (laughs) and was either spam or wrong. Yeah, I think it was very wrong. Um, Hmm. But, uh... But yeah, maybe maybe it was someone on death row heard us talking. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Last request, I want a, a cheeseburger and the burger a day podcast. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I like I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. Um 
But yeah, uh, Desert Island bands. It's it's fun. It's a good question. It's, it's a fun icebreaker. It's a, it's a stressful question, but it's a good question. <laughs> it, it, it's I don't know. I it's kind of stressful in the sense that like I don't even know. Like. I think because I think because there's no way to answer it where it's like because I I'm one of those smart asses who's like you you only get one thing on a desert island and I'm like a boat you know <laughs> you can't really right well uh, no, answer the question that way no band is going to be able to help you so maybe uh, <laughs> maybe like listening to ABBA will like fuel me. And I'll be able to like run on water. That's how I'll just, I, I I'll actually, just be like joy. <laughs> I'll be I, able to leave. I actually have a pretty good um, option that I wouldn't personally pick, but I think someone should is a uh, weird Al Yankovic. That's a good answer. Because you get you get the variety if you know the actual songs. You know, you just sing along with the words you know. You get the variety, and you get to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so Making the best I, of a they, bad that's situation. It. That's, that's my answer. Um, I'm taking that answer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, so we, we now know maybe the other band was Weird Al Yankovic. I don't know. That would be so funny if after she said, tell someone who cares, he just said, Weird Al Yankovic, and then... <laughs> and then Eat It played. <laughs> <laughs> that would... Um, is it too late to, like, make a new, like, Alternate ending? ending? You it's just, been, like, four years, but... You could just replay, play eat it over the credits and like just shoehorn in weird Al Yankovic. You know, the the shot's far away enough that you can't tell if his lips are moving or not. I think I think that's the right answer. I think if he said weird Al Yankovic, I'd be like, you figured it out. That's the puzzle. <laughs> Got it. Um what I will say about that last shot is it kind of makes the rest of the movie comedy. <laughs> you know? Maybe, like because it's because it's so intense and then very suddenly like not it's yeah like, it's it's just a long payoff for one joke it's like a good Anthony yeah. Jeselnik joke <laughs> um i will say the only other movie i've seen by this director was called murder party and it's very fun and very stupid um if he had gone that tone it not much could to change um he he has like a cheeky name for this and like two of his other movies one's called blue ruin mm-hmm. i don't know what the other which one. i haven't seen i haven't I'm seen told. that either but blue ruin and maybe murder party is the other one but he calls them like his clusterfuck trilogy <laughs> Oh, they they do drop the term clusterfuck at some point in this movie. I don't know. That might that that might be an in joke. I don't totally know. Yeah. Um, it also says the first and last words spoken in the movie are the same. Really? Yeah. What is the what are the first and last words spoken in this movie? Uh. 
I have no idea. Hmm. Um, well, let's go to the quote section of IMDb. <laughs> yeah, now I'd like to know. Um, apparently, there's a hard R N word in here too. Yeah, there I'm, is. I'm not surprised since it's a movie. Yeah, Patrick Stewart says it. Oh. Um, the the last line is uh. Amber says, please tell me those stupid fucking words are his last. What? That's that's the first line in the movie, too? No, that's too? the last. Uh, I think it's the word. I don't totally know. Oh, okay. Maybe, actually, that could be the first line, but in, like, a different sense. Like a, like a sarcastic, like... If you're like, Abba's going to be my Desert Island band, I'm like, please tell me those stupid fucking words are your last. I'm trying to remember what where they were at the beginning of this movie and what they were talking about. Was I'm trying to remember if the beginning is when they crash the van or if it's when like they're going to the punk guy's house for the interview. I feel like they crashed the car first. I think so, too. I don't totally know, though. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this... Uh, we, we, you know what we didn't say is, how did you feel about the movie? Um, this is actually my second time seeing it. Um, I saw it a couple years ago, and I honestly didn't remember a lot about it. It didn't impact me that much the first time I saw it. I think watching it a second time, I... It's. De- I didn't feel that strongly about it. Yeah. I guess. Like I think it's well done. Um. And I think I think it's. I think it did what it wanted to do very well, but it didn't do that much for me. Um. I don't know. It was good. Yeah. It was solid. I I thought it was. I thought it was it was enough to keep me engaged. It yeah, um there's nothing like wrong with it, not really, but it's it's just not my fave, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I Yeah, like I said, I I enjoyed watching it, but I didn't necessarily I don't think I'm going to watch this again. Yeah, I, um, I kind of thought, like, watching it a second time, I think there were things I picked up on that I appreciated more, but I I don't think there... I mean, other than, like, the, the parts about, like, um, like, defining what punk is and, like, two, two different, quote-unquote, types of punks, like, fighting each other, right. I think is, like, an interesting... Yeah, thing yeah. to explore in a thriller. Yeah. Um, but you know, I th- I think that's the main thing this movie has going that I think is interesting. But you know, that's just like the the basis. Most of the movie is action. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. It it's it's a very it's a very straightforward movie, and like. 
It is. I, I wasn't, I thought I'd be more involved because of the punk stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, I think because whatever punk scene you're well-versed in is probably not this one. Yeah. I hope. And <laughs> specifically. Um, it's Hopefully not. <laughs> not much of this was familiar to you. No. Um, the, the, the most familiar was the, the band playing in the, uh, like, Mexican restaurant. Okay. Where I was like, oh, yeah, I've gone out of my way to go see some band that no one cares about play in a Mexican restaurant. But okay. that's it. Um, but, yeah, I think also just because I'm not, I haven't been in a position that I've, like, I haven't toured like these guys have toured. I think maybe if no. maybe if I had that experience in any sense, I'd get it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it just because like I I know from a couple of comics that have gone gone on the road, they've said like, oh yeah, you end up in some really sketchy places <laughs> doing comedy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's not hopefully like hopefully not this hopefully not extent, this sketchy, but... but they're but one one of the things that did feel a little true is like granted I I don't run into a lot of like real crazy Nazis, but every now and then you start talking to someone and you're they're like, "Oh yeah, I booked this show." And I'm like, "Oh, cool." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, and Hillary Clinton is a twat." And I'm like, "Oh, well." <laughs> it was uh still just put me on your show, but I you know, let's not talk about the joke. Let's not tell Hillary Hillary Clinton jokes. So. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's the closest this felt to reality. But this felt like legit dangerous. I mean, I've yeah. met plenty of people who I'm like, oh, you know, shut the fuck up. But yeah. I don't feel like they're going to harm me. Yeah, true, true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. So, I mean, I think I think this is like interesting insight. I don't know if this is like true to life. But I think it was a weird, tense setup for a thriller, and I think it's like a creative setup. Yeah, it was it was interesting in that sense. I thought that there were a couple of interesting things, like the feedback driving the dogs a little crazy. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I liked that. Um, the, <sighs> also, really good performances yeah. by everyone. Yeah. Really good act. They got a really good cast. Um, Patrick Stewart is in this. Like, I, I kind of forgot Patrick Stewart was in I this. didn't realize it was him until after the movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, props to him. And, like. He's great. And R.I.P. Anton Yelchin. Did he die? Yes, he died in a freak accident two years ago. Oh, shit. Was this his last movie? No, um, Thoroughbreds was his last movie. Oh, okay. I, I like how I just know that. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah he, I rem, because I remember Thoroughbreds came out, it was released after he died. Oh, like they okay. had just finished filming it and they were like in the middle of editing and releasing it when he, after he died. Um, but yeah, him and Imogen Poots, 
and Alia Shawkat. Like this, this is like a really good yeah. cast of people. Even uh, Alia Shawkat, she has done something else that I enjoy. I forget now. She's a good actress. But, I, yeah. I enjoy her. Even her, I was like, like I didn't, I didn't recognize anyone like off the top of my head, and like everyone just kind of it. It felt very true to life. In a, it also, in a sense that like some aspects of the story weren't totally there, but mm-hmm. like it, it just felt very real. I will say the only thing I that. I didn't love was that it was kind of repetitive. I think yeah. like after the first, I think after act one, after you get over the, like, I think the really creative setup is good, but then after the setup, it's just a pretty straightforward. Yeah. Slasher. Uh, not even not slasher, yeah. but like, yeah. Suspense thriller with like, I think a good setup doesn't always make for like a perfect film. Yeah. Uh, and this one is fine. Like, it does pretty well with the material, and I think it's interesting enough to carry it through. Yeah. Uh, but, like, uh, as a whole, I think it was, you know, nothing new, necessarily. Yeah. When... Is that Anton Yelchin whose arm gets slashed up? Yes. That was that was a little intense for me. I didn't like that. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> Silent. It, it, it was, that was definitely the grossest scene. No, that wasn't the grossest scene. The grossest scene was when uh, she like guts that guy, like where she slices him with a box cutter. Yeah, like, but all, like all across his body. <laughs> but he's a Nazi, so it's fine. Yeah, it was but just gross. It doesn't really show that, does it? Or did I just block that out of my I mind? Does, I think it does show it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've watched too much Saw movies. Just suppress it. <laughs> or maybe that was a moment that I'm like, what's going on on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me... So you take... I want to take a look at my notes before we wrap up. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, the, the first punk guy that interviews them for the radio. Um, no punks look like that anymore. Um, no punks look like what anymore? The like g- the guy with the spiky mohawk and shit. Oh, the mohawk! Yeah. Oh, I love how they just like he they just hated him. Yeah. So <laughs> like for, I mean, he seems like kind of an idiot. Yeah, he just seemed he, like a doofus. Yeah. <laughs> Like they were talking about him, like they they were disgusted by him. Like, oh, the, the fucking mohawk. I don't know. It. Every everyone's so mad from the beginning to the end of this movie. <laughs> well, because everyone's a big nihilist. It's all that one guy's fault, you know. He, yeah, he's the one. He's like, go hang out with my Nazi cousin. To be fair, he did warn them. Yeah, he did he tell did. them, like, hey, by the way. There, this is a Nazi venue. Don't do. Like, he didn't. Political. He didn't like say, "Yeah, go. It'll be fine." And then they figure yeah. it out later. Um, but my main complaint about him is his giant mohawk. 
it is big, and yeah. I, I don't understand how it keeps it balanced. There there was one guy at New Paltz that looked like that. And like I've, I've met people who have that, and I'm always the only thing I think about is like, do you have like perfect posture or just a lot of gel? I think it's a lot of gel. I feel like it must be very top heavy. I also like I don't know. I, I, I'm i very curious about, like, how the people maintain that look. Um, yeah. I did a show... I did a show with a comic that, like, he, like, puts, like, a cone in his hair and, like, brings mm-hmm. it up and, like, it's just sort of a weird look. Um, and, like, I know that, like, in general, he just has, like, long hair that he puts in, like, a ponytail... But, like, I can't see you doing that with a giant mohawk. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Um, And I also wrote, pretentious, no online presence, get the fuck out of here. Um, Yeah, they... They were... I did kind of roll my eyes at... I actually like the... I think the mohawk guy kind of called them out for that. Like, low-key, where... They said, like, you you lose the texture. And he was like, okay, can you, like, elaborate? And they're like, nah. <laughs> they don't really... What do you mean you lose the texture? I think... I, I do think it's... Um, the way they said it, though, was interesting, that they said, like, it's a shared experience and then it's over. Yeah. Like, they don't want any, like, people filming it and getting, like, an inauthentic version of it from somewhere else it's it's the idea is the community it's not about the music yeah but i guess i get it but but no but but in that sense they shouldn't even be on tour then yeah what (laughs) like like how do people know about them and like implied that some people must know about them if they're being interviewed there there are a lot of really good bands that have sort of a sense of anonymity about them mm-hmm. that are very cool that like this band I like called Birds and Row they're from France they don't take pic they don't take their press photos with like their faces on the cover and the names of the members listed aren't their full names. It's just the first letter of each of their names. And, like, okay. that's it. And they're like, oh, yeah, you don't know that's us. That's kind of cool. But they still, like, promote their record. And they're like, and, like, they'll give interviews and stuff. And, like, you could take videos and be like, I saw Birds in Row. But, like, mm-hmm. it's not like a... But they want, like, a separation. Right, which I think is cool. And I think that's a way to do that. There's also this band called The Armed that are like super anonymous and they have like, apparently they have weird performance art like shows mm-hmm. and like they're sort of the same thing where like you don't know any of the members. I think that their promotion online is super limited. I think that they might have a Twitter, but like you, okay. could, you could still find them on Spotify. <laughs> I guess I guess if you think about it, like this is just how it all was before um, social media. Like yeah. the way you saw a band you like was you heard that they were playing near you from yeah. a friend who heard it from a friend who saw it on a poster. Right. Like that's just how it was, and I guess they wanted to keep that, but like 
I don't know. You gotta, yeah. you gotta keep up with the times. Fugazi is able to do that, and no one else. Okay. Pretty much, like uh, they 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 wouldn't have had to play the Nazi club if they had social media. They could have yeah. gone to the DIY yeah. tour postings and been like, "Hey, our show got fucked. Who's got something Probably we could hop not. on?" It is kind of like. Uh, like funny in a fucked up terrible way that yeah. like the beginning of this movie they say um oh you guys are hard to find and then the movie ends with them literally. people literally hiding their dead bodies in the middle of nowhere it's a comedy <laughs> <laughs> it's just a long joke <laughs> there it is yes you're right yeah yeah i don't know i I don't know. I, I don't like when people are like uh, pretentious. I need to do the I don't know, the bullshit. Yeah. With the... I think if you don't want to be on social media, that's fine. But don't say it's because you're smarter and better than yeah. everyone else. Like to... it's you have to admit that there are benefits. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're like trying to promote yourself. Unless you're, like, strictly a local act that just tries to do some random stuff, I don't think that there's any excuse not to have social media for your band or have your record online or whatever. Unless you're, like, 13 and you literally have no way of doing that. Uh, as though 13-year-olds now don't have every social media? I mean, they. Do, what I would uh, say is... I think if I was 13 and in a band, I couldn't figure out how to put it on Spotify. Okay, that's true. But, I mean, but also, so I would be like, well, you know, it's kind of a cool experience. You know, it's not on Spotify. <laughs> but, you know, that's also a 13-year-old. True. So, yeah. So, um, is this your top comedy of 2015? Yes, I guess so. I guess this is my top comedy of 2015. I cannot remember what else came out in I don't 2015. Know any other comedies that came out in 2015? I'm sure I've seen plenty of comedies that came out in 2015, but I cannot, for the life of me, I'm think gonna, of one. I'm gonna do a quick Google of 2015 comedies before bailing out. Oh, uh, Get Hard came out in 2015. I didn't see it. Um, Ted 2 came out in 2015. Um, nope. <laughs> Pitch Perfect 2 I came out. I saw Trainwreck. Um, was Trainwreck 2015? Apparently. I just oh. Googled it. <laughs> um, Pixels, Minions, Paul Blart 2. No, no. no. <laughs> I didn't see any of these. A, a lot of sequels came out in 2015. Oh, Inside Out came out in 2015. I saw that and I liked it. Yeah. A lot of these 2015 movies are very dramatic. Room came out in 2015. <laughs> um, the Ridiculous Six. Nope. Didn't see it. SpongeBob movie Sponge Out of Water. I actually did see that. <laughs> um, it was okay. The Goosebumps movie came out. No, I forgot that that happened. Was that the one with Jack Black? Yeah. Uh, okay, so my top three comedies of 2015 were uh, Inside Out, Trainwreck, and Green Room. Green Room. 
I think green yeah. one is not. Uh, uh, I'd put train wreck up there. I, I like. I like train wreck. People are mixed about it, but I, I, I thought it was fun. It's because people hate Amy Schumer and like. I know. I like. I guess I, I don't feel strongly enough about Amy Schumer to like hate or, or love anything she does. I think she's. I like her when I like her. I, I've got opinions on her as a comic. Like, I don't like mm-hmm. her recent stuff, I like her old stuff. But now, but like, you know, I, you know, she's working, you know, she's just like, she's just surpassed like a level of fame that you can no longer be as funny at, I think. Okay. I don't know. I haven't followed closely enough. I don't know. But I I did enjoy Trainwreck. Trainwreck was great. I like, I like Trainwreck. I love her live at the Apollo. And what's the, I liked her first CD, which I think was called Cutting. Okay. And no, I didn't. I didn't see that. Uh, Live at the Apollo and Cutting are really good. I didn't like her two most recent specials. Um, I have a friend who's very big into Amy Schumer. She loves Amy Schumer and is constantly defending her, and it seems exhausting. Um, I. But you. Know. I, I'll stand by Amy Schumer as a a good, as a good comic. And, like, someone that, like, has done popularity well. Yeah. I... She's... I, I see her on SNL. I think she's yeah. funny. I don't think she deserves all the negative comments she gets. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. I feel like that's probably true of any woman in comics. Yeah. Yeah. I think... I think...